Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, and meeting, managing rather, all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Today we're actually talking waiver wire pickups. It's week number one. So what are some of the Dynasty League waiver wire pickups that we should be tracking? I want to make a concession here right at the start, and that's to say that you should note that I do play in 10 and 12 team leagues with 27 to 30 players rostered. So that means that 300 to 324 players are already on rosters in leagues. So that's what I call a real dynasty league. I'm not sure what leagues you play in them. No judgment either way, but that's a real dynasty league. So that said, here are some of the guys that in my leagues that I'm looking for that are 300 or 324 players deep already in the league. Before I do that, let me just remind you of two things, particularly here at the start of the season. Uh, one is don't overreact. Like, don't overreact. You, you've managed a team. You've got your players on your roster. You chose them for a reason. So don't overreact to week one, week two, week three. Like, things take time. So take some time to, to wait and rest and decide in the coming weeks what you want to do. So don't be quick to overreact as far as dropping guys in particular. Second thing, though, it's kind of sounds like the opposite idea, is uh, you want to stay a step ahead of guys. And so be willing to take a chance on taking a younger person or a newer person or an off-the-radar person that maybe some of these are what I'll mention here today that might be the players that you would like to pick up. So take that in mind. We're talking about leagues of 300 to 324 players deep. If that's not uh, for you, then this podcast is probably not for you, nor are the uh, website, nor is the website for you. And remember, don't overreact, but be willing to take a step ahead and see what can happen. So let me give you some of my waiver picks. We'll go by order of position. Uh, First one, which there's regularly not going to be as many of these, but we'll start with quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, my only waiver wire uh, thing would be to suggest Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, what else can you say? Like, he's Fitzmagic. It's, he's done it again. I cannot believe that he was the number one quarterback this, this week. It's, it's insane. But I don't think this will last very long. It's very likely that Winston's going to, to come in and take his place again. However, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't put it past him. Like, if he keeps this going at some rate, this could be like a Tom Brady to Bledsoe type of thing where he just gets to keep playing for a little while. And so, with that in mind, I, I, I add him as a pick. Although, for me personally, I'm probably only picking him up in the leagues where I have Winston, which for me, sadly, happens to be many. <laughs> so, if I have Winston, I'm very willing to pick him up and see what happens. Let's move to running backs. I'm a number one running back, and probably my number one pickup of the week is Philip Lindsay from Denver. Uh, I wrote about this two weeks ago and encouraged everyone to pick him up. 
a lot of you did. A lot of my teams did. I was sad that in one roster cut position here at the end of the season, I did end up dropping him. But man, he he seems to be like already solidified as the the, the passing down back for this team. And uh, Denver coaches love him. The players love him. The the beat reporters are always writing about him. It seems for sure that he is the uh, number two back. And if you're in a PPR league, I believe that he could be a PPR starter like right away, like right now. And so Philip Lindsay's number one on my chart for the uh, all these players that I'll be listing. Second running back would be Albert Blue. I mean, he vultured a TD, so it made his week look a lot better than it would compared to Lamar Miller. Um, but man, he's the clear number two. And one of the things that I love to do is draft number two running backs. Draft number two running backs and then sit on them until someone gets hurt and then get a desperate owner that you're ready to sell to. And so that's a great strategy. And Alfred Blue is like a prime candidate for something like that. Or if you choose to keep him yourself. Uh, number three running back would be Marcus Murphy. I wrote about this a few weeks ago, but man, this this, this guy really is good. Um, I think he has a lot of talent. He's obviously in a very difficult situation. But this is the other thing about their situation is they are so bad. Like Buffalo is so bad that, that Murphy got more touches this, this game than any of the others because they were so far behind. And I, I, I sadly think this might continue. But what I'm more hopeful for is I believe that he's actually replaced Chris Ivory as the number two running back behind McCoy. And so if that's the case, then then he's already like a handcuff, let alone the fact that he uh, could be seeing, seeing more time this season based on how poorly they're playing. And so I, I love Mur- Murphy. I've got him on a couple teams, uh, stashed him, but also dropped him again in a couple teams when cuts came. But now I'm kind of regretting it. One of my buddies picked him up in front of me after I had him on my team, so I'm already mad at him. Fourth one's a little bit a little bit different off the beaten path, but I'll say Chris Warren. So Chris Warren, I'm not saying this just as a, as a University of Texas homer, but I love him. And it's clear that, that Oakland has placed him on the IR simply because they're trying to keep him. It's a weird rule that they can do where you can pretend someone's almost on the IR to keep him on your squad, and, and that's what Oakland's done. They've done it strategically and for a purpose. And I believe if you have a very, very deep roster and have a spot to hold, man, he is he is one that I would hold. And I've looked at all of my rosters and I've been willing to drop someone to hold him, and I can't get him, largely because my buddy Shane, also a UT grad, has him on his team. So um, Chris Warren is someone to keep in, in consideration. Let's move to wide receivers. Wide receivers, I go with uh, Ryan Grant. He is clearly uh, the number two, it seems, in Indianapolis. He uh, out uh, caught or had more receptions than T.Y. Hilton in the first game. T.Y. got the touchdown, so that's good for him. He's definitely the number one, but I would say that Ryan Grant is the clear number two. And behind Philip Lindsay, I would say that Ryan Grant is my number two favorite pickup for this week. If you can find him on your rosters, of uh, these deep leagues that I'm talking about, uh, he's definitely up there. Second wide receiver would be Philip Dorsett. To be honest with you, I don't believe it. I've never really liked him, uh, his talent, or anything like that. But I'm convinced by at least two factors. One, he has Tom Brady. That makes a a pretty big difference. Two, he was a first-round draft pick. 
and people who are first-round draft picks stick around in the league a lot longer than others, and the combination of him being a first-round pick and being with, paired with Brady means we should consider him. A third wide receiver to consider is Willie Sneed, Baltimore. Man, Baltimore brought in, brought in three new receivers, uh, John Brown, uh, Michael Crabtree, and Willie Sneed. All three scored a touchdown. It's insane. Like, Flacco was ridiculous. Granted, they were playing Buffalo, who was struggling, though Buffalo has a great secondary. But all three scored, and all three were active, and Sneed actually led the team in receptions. And so I'm not sure what's, what's going to play out, but I'm willing to, to, to play some dice and see who actually becomes the number one receiver for this team. And so I would say pick up Sneed and see what happens. My fourth uh, receiver candidate is a kind of a, a cop-out. I'm picking three for my number four. <laughs> that would be Brandon Marshall, Jerron Brown, David Moore. All Seattle receivers that now that we know that Baldwin is, is sidelined, with this injury, which could be lengthy, and someone has to get the receptions there. And Russell Wilson's great. Russell Wilson will find a way to give someone production. It's just a matter of who. So you've got Brandon Marshall, who's the type of guy that can, <laughs> I call it, uh, box out people or illegally push people out. He still has that skill, but I'm not sure he has much more. Ron Brown is, is extremely athletic. He's showing some promise, but he's he's never really produced. And then there's David Moore, who really flashed during the preseason, and uh, there, there's a part of me that wants to put him at the top of this list because uh, he's he's really shined and shown some promise. And Seattle tends to know how to draft guys that overproduce, guys that are that are better than they seem. And so there's something about him that makes me want to grab him, but that could be part of me that just wants to be like the smarter guy in the room. And so it may be wiser to go with Brandon Marshall or Jerron Brown. But if you're risk-averse and want to take a, a chance on someone like David Moore, he has a chance. He had a great preseason. Um, I picked him up in a lot of leagues and stashed him and then cut him when it came time to cutting uh, players. So I think he's a guy that, that could have a chance as well. Let's move now to tight ends. There's really three that I have on my list. Uh, the first is a frustrating one. You can't argue with putting uh, Will Disley on your list for Seattle. Uh, he had a ridiculous game, 100 yards and a touchdown. It was insane. No one expected this at all. He was kind of drafted uh, to be like a blocking tight end for them, but certainly went ballistic uh, this weekend. And so I'm assuming in most of your dynasty leagues in particular, he's going to be picked up this week. Um, I would say that there's one thing to keep in mind when you're thinking about him is that Denver is notorious for giving up a lot of yards to tight ends. It seems like that might be the trend again this year because it happened in week one. So I wouldn't take this as a, a certainty that he's going to be the guy. Personally, I'll move to number two now. My number two guy is Nick Vanette. I still believe that Vanette has a, a tighter connection so far. This is just judge on preseason games. Um, with uh, Russell Wilson. He actually was the one who took so many targets during the preseason, so I can't help but think that he was the one that the coaches intended to be the, the, the number one tight end with Ed Dixon down. Um, so I'm still holding on hope that he might be the one that you should actually look for here. So we've got Will Disley and Nick Vanette, one and two. Number three tight end, I'll say, is Ian Thomas, man. Ian Thomas is, I wrote about this uh, two weeks ago, 
that I just didn't have any confidence in Olsen this season. Olsen is really struggling, and I feel like he's the type of person who um, is, is just about done. And so Ian Thomas was way more athletic and way more productive during the offseason or during the preseason, and I just believe he's going to come in here and take this place. I, I do believe that he has a lot to learn, but I believe you learn a lot more from playing than you do on the sideline, and he's going to be playing now. So I would put him... Uh, in there as well I will make um, one caveat here uh, I just watched uh, the Monday night game and there's actually one of my leagues one of my mini dynasty leagues that that uh, Cook is on Jared Cook is on the bench and so if you do have Cook uh, obviously he showed up like crazy tonight and so if you do happen to have being a dynasty league where somehow Jared Cook is not rostered I would say pick him up man maybe above uh Lindsay and Brian Grant. That that was pretty crazy how they targeted him tonight and kept him as a priority. So keep that in mind as well. So those are my pickups for the main positions: quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. Uh, Defense-wise, I'll just mention quickly that uh, Cleveland and Dallas and the New York Jets really surprised me. Cleveland uh, has got some incredible players that I think are going to make a difference in this whole defense for the years to come. They have a bad, if you're streaming, they have a bad matchup this week with New Orleans. Um, other is Dallas. The Dallas, uh, they're a little weak at the safety position, but they're great in their front seven. Uh, showed a lot with their pass rush uh, this week and believe that they could be like a long-term stash. And particularly if you're streaming, they could be a good one-term stash because they are playing the Giants, whose offensive line seem to show no improvement. Granted, they were playing Jacksonville, but they, they still look pretty weak and I'm not basing this based on the Jets uh, four interceptions or whatever it was for Matt Ryan tonight or Matt Stafford tonight rather um, the Jets are really really uh, have, have stars at every position they've got stars at uh, and defensive line linebacker and safety and lots of young guys and so I believe that that they are a, a team that's that's coached well and can be a great defense uh, to stash on your teams for dynasty as well well, thanks so much for listening. We and uh, thank you for your being a dynasty freak along with us. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Class is dismissed. Remember, go out there and be freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.